0: Listening to PetLifeRadio.com.
1: The O-Behave Show is sponsored by Beneful brand dog food. Play, it's good for you. It's O-Behave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Arden Moore.
2: Welcome to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. You know what? It's also time to welcome the Dog Days of Summer. Our special guest knows how to make the summer, heck, the fall, the winter, even the spring, never ho hum and always delightful for you and your dog. I want all of us to give big paws and applause to the founder of Camp Unleashed. The Canine Coolest Camp on the Planet. I'm talking about the one and only Annie Brody. Welcome to the show, Annie.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Arden.
2: All right, we're going to be looking for some great activities to do with our dog. And Annie is the top dog expert. She knows how to make summers sensational and safe for your canine pal. And she's going to explain exactly what she does After we pay for this show by taking a commercial break. So, hey, guys, everybody, sit and stay. We're going to be right back.
1: Time for a pause. For furry ones, actually, sit and stay. All Behave will be right back.
0: Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, the founder of Whitegate PR. We have been specializing in PR and marketing in the pet industry for over 10 years.
1: OBehave Behave is back with more tail wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's Pet Edutainer, Arden Moore.
2: Welcome back to the Old Behave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guest today is Annie Brody. She unleashes the ideal motto eat, play, sniff. And Annie, I got to tell you, I really love your official title. You are founder and chief officer of Camp Unleashed. Annie, I'm so glad you're on the show, and let's get unleashed. What do you think? All right. I'm all for it. You know, that's an interesting philosophy. When I was uh, sniffing around your site, CampUnleashed.com, I happened to see a little clip by some little-known chef named Rachel Ray. You know (laughs) What the heck? She's been on my show. She's pretty cool. I love her. But I think she nailed it. And maybe you can help our listeners out a little bit. You know, we talk about leashing our dogs and taking them on walks. Dogs must be on leash at all times. But she brought up something interesting for us two-leggers. You know, in many aspects and respects, we're leashed to our jobs, to our smartphones. So explain a little bit about freedom for both people and our dogs.
0: Well, you know, I think a lot of our love for dogs is actually hidden admiration for how they live. And it's almost like we'd like to be like them. And one of the things that they are really good at is being in the moment, being playful, and having the joy of being in nature. And to me, you know, our human world... We live, as you said, in this very hectic environment, information coming and going and sitting most of the day. And, you know, it's a reminder to us when we're with our dogs, especially when they're off leash, that life lives in the moment and we should enjoy every single minute of it.
2: And, you know, you're a gal that, you know, you got a pretty lofty degree from Cornell in agriculture and life sciences. And uh, now your resume says chief woof officer. <laughs> the parents must be so proud.
0: (laughs) That's so sweet. The wolf is actually to remind me not to get too serious. Okay. Um, They wanted to give me the title CEO, but I said, you know what? That just doesn't work for a dog camp. I want to remember to keep this fun for the dogs. My whole thing, Arden, is I, like you, love dogs. I've always felt a connection to them in an empathetic way where I sort of got into their headsets and thought, you know, looking at the world from their point of view... What 's it like to have to be dragged around on a leash all the time and not to be able to pee where you want to and you know or get when money. you want to <laughs> or when you want to exactly and I, you know I grew up in the city, so what I saw was mostly dogs on leashes, little dogs walking on sidewalks, and sometimes their people weren't even watching that the dog needed to stop, and I just always felt bad for them, so that's really what happened and was my inspiration for Camp Unleashed is I wanted to give dogs more freedom. And I really believe that we need to do that for them. We love them so much, but we've kind of taken the nature out of the dog and we need to put it back in. Well, you could be a CEO canine
2: extraordinaire. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) But I kind of like the chief wolf officer and I think you've touched on stuff. So let's get right to it. What the heck is Camp Unleashed?
0: Well, we call ourselves a dog camp, but in fact, we're offering retreats for people with their dogs in nature off leash. And the point being to kind of give people a chance to see what their dogs are like in their natural environment and for the dogs to have that return to their primal state of being able to sniff everywhere, enjoy all of the smells of nature hang out with other dogs, swim in the water when they get hot, when they want to, and just have a vacation really from the human world. Because one of my mottos is dogs deserve vacations too. They live in our world most of the time by our rules It's not that world that they were intended to live in by nature. We owe them a chance to get something like this. And it doesn't have to be at Camp Unleashed. It can also be hiking off leash in the summer or taking your dog to to swim or doing canoeing. or Any number of activities where your dog has a chance to really enjoy the senses that he or she is so gifted with
2: you nailed it. You know, you had me at woof, really. Seriously, you had me at (laughs) woof. Okay, let's backtrack a little bit. We want people to know a little bit about where the camps are, and then we're going to get into some smart strategies, because you You know DOGs, and I want you to be able to help us so that we really give them that freedom and give them the vacation that they need, whether it's at a a camp retreat like Camp Unleashed or elsewhere. But you have three camps set up, and, and explain where they are.
0: Sure. Well, we started where I am living now, which is in the Berkshires of Massachusetts, western area of Massachusetts, and its beautiful rural area. And every camp we select is based from the dog's point of view, so we want mountains and lakes. We want the places where dogs really enjoy it. So we usually find a children's camp, and we have the YMCA camp at Beckett in Massachusetts. We also have a camp in Asheville, North Carolina now, and in Sequoia Lake, California. And they're all at children's camps. They're all pretty much the same. We have a very carefully you know created program to acclimate the dogs to their new environment to their freedom and to being off leash with other dogs and then of course we offer all of the wonderful things that people like to do with their dogs some of which i mentioned plus dock diving canine massage <laughs> nutritional workshops you know we want to have it be fun but also we want people to come away knowing some new information about their dog that's going to help them with their relationship i'm all about quality of life relationship for you and your dog
2: Well, it shows. It really does. And folks, Annie is not just talking the talk and walking the walk. She's going to do a pretty cool thing. These camps, we only have almost about 752,000 and maybe changed people listening to our show every week now, Annie. And I can now say that they're not all my relatives. (laughs) So that's kind of cool. But we really want to get the word out. You're doing something very kind and generous. And I want you to explain what is the deal that you're going to give away for people.
0: Sure. Just to backtrack a little bit, our camps are four days long three overnights you stay in a rustic cabin uh, with your dog of course and you usually have your choice of a single or double if you're coming with someone and everything is included in the fee all your meals all the activities and your lodging of course we don't feed the dogs but we do have good treats for them holistic good treats anyway what we're offering for your listeners is I guess it's the first person to email you you'll explain that part but we're offering 25% off discount on a September camp of your choice, either in the Berkshires, in Asheville, North Carolina, or in Sequoia Lake, California. They're, all three of them are in September, and the dates are on our website. And I hope that uh, a lucky person gets to come to camp. All right, well, let's make it the 15th person, maybe, to do the code word Camp
2: Unleashed. And sends it to Arden at fourleggedlife.com. We'll be talking about this also in the next Pet Life Radio e-newsletter and the Arden More Knows Pets e-newsletter. But I really appreciate your generosity and we'll definitely uh, let you know who the lucky uh, winner is.
0: Terrific. Thank you.
2: All right. So, Let's Talk Dog and I think I saw on the on your site camponleash.com that in the beginning there's certain little rules and rituals that you've learned that really make the camp experience great for both the dog and their person. And one of them is y'all start on leash but then you give that command to let let go of the leashes. <laughs> Let's talk about some of the trepidation people might have about letting go and yes. having to trust their pet.
0: Yes, that is one of the sweetest moments at camp, actually, because there are always a few people, you know, who because of where they live just have never had that opportunity to safely let their dog off leash and they are fearful and I I understand that I had the same thing with my first dog who was a golden retriever in New York City. But here we have a safe environment and we have you know a lot of staff who are well familiar with this and you know one of the things that I tell people is if you stay mentally connected to your dog energetically your dog's not going any place. I mean the one exception I'll say is sighthounds, you know greyhounds and sometimes beagles, dogs that are like really into prey They might take off for a little bit, but they always come back. Their noses tell them exactly where you are. They tell them exactly where your cabin is and where your car is. They're not going to get lost. But we basically do it in a big circle, and we've been breaking it into smaller groups so that the dogs have less stimulus to deal with at first. And we usually take a little walk around the campus so that they can sort of see the whole territory and satisfy their curiosity. So as I was saying before, I really try and think of everything from the dog's point of view, and I want to make the unleashing for the dog something that he feels good about as well as the person. And then what we find is we always have a couple of, we call them virgin unleashed. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) of course.
2: Now there's a new one. I've never heard that expressed before.
0: (laughs) We actually give one silly award to the virgin unleashed, a pair, but what we find is that people love the experience and after camp they're able to, you know, do that in other places. And for me that is the greatest gift that I'm giving dogs is that they get to be off leash more time.
2: And so being on unleashed, you touched upon the fact that you stay mentally connected to your dog. I love that. And explain that a little bit. What are some strategies or advice you can give our listeners so that we replace uh, maybe trepidation with trust?
0: Sure. One of the things we do at camp that I think also helps is we do a mindfulness walk where we're in silence. Because people, when they're with a group of people and dogs, tend to talk and kind of forget their dogs are there, you know. that's just such a human thing to do. But it's good to every now and then just take a walk and really be quiet and focus on watching and observing your dog closely. Almost putting yourself in his head and seeing what he's looking at and what he's sniffing and trying to determine what's going on with him. And the more you do that, the more you stay mentally connected with them. And I believe that they feel it. I don't, you know, I don't have the science to explain it, but I see this time and time again how the dog, once you're connected with them, stays with you. And if you forget and you start talking to your friends, you know, he might wander off. So it's not anything very um magical. It's just really thinking about your dog while you're walking and watching him, watching what he does and appreciating him. And then after a while, you have that experience. You don't need to do it you know, in silence. Another thing is never let the dog get too far away from you that you can't see where he's going because you don't want to risk any incidents and you don't know who's coming up on the trail. So you need to kind of constantly practice recalling your dog You know, I always carry treats. I don't care that they're bribes. I like them. (laughs) And when your dog comes back, and they often will without even the treat, always, you know, comment on it. Say, good check-in, you know, good check-in. And the dog will start to automatically do that. He'll sense when he's going too far out of your range. He'll come back to you, just touch, you know, you can pet him. And I always say, go on now so that he knows he can go forward. And he will. So the more you do this, the more comfortable you get with it. Obviously, if people are doing it outside of camp, you know, you have to choose a safe area. You don't want any traffic around, obviously. And you have to build towards this. If you've not done it off-leash with your dog, then I recommend practicing in a fenced-in area with a long lead line. Where your dog still is attached, but you're not tugging on him. You're just letting him, you know, wander maybe twenty five feet away from you. And calling him and rewarding and calling and rewarding. You know, dogs do what works for them. If they're gonna get something out of it, they're gonna learn to do it and then they just learn it and they do it. You
2: know, you touched on a good point too, because I've seen it happen. Sometimes people don't realize they'll they'll take their dog off lead. And they'll say, come on, Chipper, come back here. Good girl. And they snap the leash on. Let's go home now. And I'm a dog thinking, really? What is the incentive for me to come back to you if you're going to put that leash back on me? So I like the fact that you do this treat, good check-in, get going, have some fun, and then come back. So they never know when the leash is, it's time, or you say game over or walk over, right?
0: Yes, Okay. That's a very good point. Yeah, I generally, personally, will not say anything. I will just go and clip it on when I can and say, we're going home now. You know? Yeah, don't apologize. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and don't make a big deal of it either, you know. Generally, the dogs have had enough exercise that they're fine about that, you know. Um, see, this is one of the things that I really believe, Arden, is that I say this because I've watched hundreds of dogs at Camp Unleashed. They have unlimited energy, we think that, you know, the two walks a day is enough. But when you see your dog full out in a camp environment where they are running from morning to night, playing, packing in, you know, swims, they'll take a nap at lunch. But they can go all day long. And I don't think we humans generally give them enough exercise. And so no. they're bored and they maybe act up and they're not as happy as they could be. And so this is another part, I believe, in being a good guardian to your dog is making sure that your dog has the best quality of life you can give it and giving it a chance to be outside and exercise is key to their well-being.
2: Yeah, I think they're like furry Duracells with a tail maybe, you know. (laughs) You keep on going.
0: (laughs) I know, I have a a
2: good friend with a Karen Terrier named Jack and uh, boy, that dog is go dog, go. And when that dog hits the pillow at night, that dog is out for the count. That's the best exercise dog on the planet I've ever met. Well, your background, though, this is kind of cool because I've seen some clips on uh, Camp Unleashed. And here's this lady wearing a ball cap and she's got all these dogs at a camp. But you're a city girl. Didn't you kind of go to Cornell and you kind of hung out in New York City? I mean, it's quite a deviation.
0: Yep. I grew up actually in the middle of Manhattan, one of those rare native New Yorkers. Couldn't have a dog my entire life as a child because we lived in a house in an apartment housing complex. But I always loved animals, and I had whatever I could sneak in, you know, like a right. gerbil.
2: And gerbil, don't make any noise. <laughs> <laughs> or poop outside.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I decided I wanted to be a veterinarian, you know, at a time when women really weren't that accepted in the field. Cornell, in fact, would take zero or two women a year. And we all, you know, what we do, it was before women's lib and we just accepted it. But I started out pre-vet at Cornell, worked on a farm and did all that stuff. And when I got to, you know, biochemistry, I just could not memorize all those formulas. And it sort of seemed like, well, what does this have to do with loving animals, you know? And so I kind of had an awakening and I moved into communications. And then I had my career of doing all kinds of different things. I lived in Europe. I wrote a book on Italy. I was involved in environmental education. I've always followed my heart, but it wasn't until I actually got my first dog, Hero, in 1993, when I was living in New York again, I finally said to myself, you know what, I'm not going to let my whole life go by without having that experience that I've wanted ever since I was a kid of sleeping with the dog (laughs) well you know what that's a
2: great time that we can take a quick commercial break we're going to learn out what life is like sleeping with a dog with the chief wolf officer of camp unleashed we're speaking of annie brody right after we take this quick commercial break so everybody sit and stay we'll be right back
1: time for a walk on the red carpet of course all behave we'll be back in a flash right after these messages
0: Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets.
1: On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio.
0: PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, this is Margaret Cho. I'm with Arden Moore on the O Behave Show on Pet Life Radio, so please listen.
1: We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper, and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to O Behave. Here's Arden.
2: Welcome back to the O Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We're talking, yapping, chatting, tail wagging with Annie Brody. She is the Chief Wolf Officer of Camp Unleashed. It's actually in three places in this country and probably more to come. She really gets dogs. She is all about giving them freedom, and in turn, we get freedom, too. And she's talking about the first time she ever got a dog, and your dog was aptly named Hero. So, bring everybody up to speed. Go, Annie, with this tale.
0: Well, I adopted Hero from the ASPCA in New York City. He was about a year old, and he'd been wandering around the Bronx parking lot. So, he was kind of scruffy and skinny. He was a golden eye always wanted a golden retriever. I didn't know anything about actually living with a dog. I just knew I loved them. But fortunately, as you know, dog people are very generous with newbies. And the minute I started going to the dog park, I learned from my friends, all kinds of things about how to work with a dog in your life and what you needed to do. What I discovered really was that if I just observed Hero and paid attention to what was going on with him, I kind of learned from him what I needed to do to make our life work together. And of course, I took courses and I read books and I did training with him. But the real thing for me is this intuitive interspecies understanding that people who love dogs are capable of experiencing with just a little awareness. And the dog will let you know exactly what's needed.
2: Give me an example of What something that Hero taught you.
0: Well, okay. here's one of the things I used to worry about him getting lost. You know, I would go to Central Park before nine in the morning when they allowed you to be off leash. They sort of had a whatever reprieve from the leash laws before 9 a.m. We'd get up there. He'd go swimming in the lake and we'd start hiking in the little wooded area. And I was a little worried, I have to say. Well, I started playing hide and seek with him because he was a dog that did not want to get lost again. You know, he'd had that once. He found a good home with me and he loved me and he did not want to get lost again. So I would let him go out a little bit and I'd stay behind a tree and I'd watch him. I'd keep my eye on him and I'd wait until he noticed that I wasn't there. And then, oh, it's such a heartful thing, but he'd turn around, he'd look for me and there'd be this moment of panic and I didn't want him to be stressed. So I would immediately pop out. Here I am, you know, You're like a piece of toast. You pop up. (laughs) Right, exactly. And he'd come running back. Well, I tell you, I think I maybe did it three times, and I never had to worry about him not looking at where I was at all times. And that's an example of what I mean. This was not something I learned in a training class. In the training classes, they hardly talk about being off-leash. This is something that I just figured out would work with him because I knew his personality, and it did. And that's the kind of interplay I'm talking about. Are you getting it? I I hope I'm making sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely get it.
2: You've touched upon some things that we don't even really do and we should do more is taking our dog out on a nice walk in silence and really paying attention to the dog. Put your smartphone away. Don't be, you know, thinking about other things. Living in the moment. That's number one. That's a great great gem that you've shared with us. And then letting dogs develop a relationship with you and watching them. I think we try to be top dog too much. We try to be the one barking out the orders. And I think what you're sharing with us today, Annie, is some of the things that our pets can make to enhance our quality of life. Oh, absolutely. So you've got quite a uh, resume here. I'm looking at this. I mean, you know, you almost became a veterinarian. You got into the book publishing area In film production, environmental education, you've been a sales manager for a pet company, you've also had a role in that great book, Through a Dog's Ear. We've had all three of those folks on our radio show. Talk a little bit about your role with Through a Dog's Ear book and why that's a really good CD people should get.
0: Oh, that's a wonderful story. Thank you for letting me share it. Well, as you saw, I have a background in book publishing, and I even was a literary agent at a certain point. But when I moved up to the country, you know, everything changed because I moved here really for Hero from New York up to where I live now in 1999 so that he could be off-leash in nature. And then eventually the idea for the camp came to me. So I had stopped being a literary agent. But Joshua Leeds, who is the sound expert behind Through a Dog's Ear, was an old dear friend of mine. And when once he started working on this project that had to do with dogs, he reconnected with me and called me. And we started talking. And my God, we just went on for hours because I really wanted him to understand how dog people feel about their dogs. And not to just have a book about, you know, how sound is, affects dogs, but, you know, how does that work in your life? and And what does that really mean? And I actually came up with a title for him, Through a Dog's Ear, because I said, that's what dog people want to know. They want to get themselves inside their dog's head and experience it and make it better. So through Joshua, I met Lisa Spector, who is the fabulous, amazing musician who plays the piano and actually inspired Joshua to get involved in this from the very beginning. And I worked with them. I sold the project to Sounds True. I read through the book. I just wanted to make sure that He was talking dog people language because Joshua, although he likes dogs, it's not his world. His world is really sound and music. Lisa really gets dogs because she's a dog person. So uh, she's brought a lot of wonderful aspect to the whole Through a Dog's Ear project. But that was my involvement. And of course, now Lisa is director of our California camp. We use her CDs at our check-in time to calm the dogs. We use it during the canine massage class. And, you know, I've seen it work with so many dogs. And actually, you know what? The funny thing, Arden, is I've started listening to classical music since Lisa's CD. (laughs) Well, you got Lisa and Joshua, and I
2: forgot the name of the uh, veterinary neurologist. Dr. Susan Wagner. Yeah, so that's a pretty powerful uh, team you got there. You're like the Avengers for dogs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of the things that, you know, I didn't realize I was doing until I got educated from Joshua on this is that I was really creating an integrated sensory environment that worked for dogs at dog camp because their smell, their touch... The quietness without all of the noise and the traffic, without people having their computers on and their cell phones. And I think that part of what makes camp so restorative for both the people and the dogs is that it's a refreshing break from the modern life again. So this whole idea of putting yourself in the dog's body is not about thinking or anthropomorphizing, you know, trying to think like human thoughts. But realizing that dogs don't have language, that they smell the world rather than see the world for the most part, it can change your whole relationship. And so all of these new awarenesses, both through a dog's ear, Camp Unleashed, and many other things that are coming to the front now, I think are going to really help balance the human dog relationship much more. And I I look forward to that day. They deserve it. Well, I look
2: forward to being able to have more of these camps popping up in the country. I want to tease people a little bit about what uh, some of the activities that they can uh, look forward to when they go to a camp unleashed. And I'm looking here, gentle yappy hour. <laughs> you have canoeing. You've got. Let me see what's when. Oh, oh, of course you got to have some more's but I guess you have to be careful. No, no chocolate for the doggies. Yeah, exactly. Dock diving? Okay, what the heck is barks and crafts?
0: (laughs) Well, that's just simply, you know, remember arts and crafts when you were a kid at camp or whatever? But we just make sure that we have a dog theme. So this year, we're really lucky. We have the author of a book called Crafts to Heal. She's a wellness coach, and she's a craftsperson, and she does crafts with mindfulness. So she's going to lead a workshop on collaging with intention about your dog. So we're bringing dog photos and dog memorabilia and anyone who wants to do this can make a little collage for their dog. And in the process, they are actually, you know, really expressing something deep from within. So that's what one of the examples of barks and crafts might be.
2: And then you have a little award ceremony at the end, There's some dog, I guess, who was given the title of most philosophical about being a dog. How does a dog earn that title?
0: (laughs) Well, first off, instead of making titles and then finding dogs, we would find dogs and make titles for them. Mm -hmm. So this was a dog that stood out. He was a beautiful basset hound, and he just took his time about everything. There was nothing going to get this dog, you know, riled up, (laughs) But he had a great time, and so when we wanted to give him an award, we looked at him and we said, you know, let's create an award most philosophical about being a dog, and now he became our model for future award-giving, you know, but that's often what we would do, and it's all done as sort of fun and honoring our dogs because we're so not into competition. Although we offer agility at camp and dock diving, and we've done fly ball in some cases, We really want to offer experiences that are fun for you and your dog to do that you don't need a lot of instruction for and that you're doing because it's helping you build teamwork and partnership as opposed to something that your dog is going to compete at and win something. I know that there are people who compete for sports, and I think that's wonderful, and they're real athletes, but that's not what our camp is about. And so we do offer these things, but it's all done In spirit of fun. For example, we have scent games. Tell us what's involved in scent game. Well, we've kind of taken a cue from all the search and rescue training and how they do it is they set up little boxes and they put in good smelling things. And the dogs learn very quickly to find the goodie that's been hidden in the box. And so we just kind of play around with that idea and you start to see the dog actually learning and then you pair it with something else and he goes and finds it. In fact, I've got to tell you, this is my best story about this. One year after camp, we just had a fun thing. We we don't do it anymore, but we called it American Dog Idol and people <laughs> could, could get up and perform and do funny things. And this one woman who had, I forget, I think she might have been an Aussie chef. Oh, no, it was a collie. That's right. It was a um, Sheltie. She and her dog got up on the stage. She put a box out and then she said, Lassie, find Timmy. He's in the (laughs) well. (laughs) And the dog went through all the boxes, you know, pushed open the one that had the thing in it. And what was in there was a little boy doll.
2: (laughs) Oh, geez.
0: And the Sheltie picked up the doll and brought it back to her. And in the background, they were playing the theme song to Lassie. It was just so much fun. The point being here is to realize how powerful the dog's sense of smell is. You know, Alexandra Horowitz, who came to camp once and is one of my heroes, and she's a program advisor, she wrote inside of a dog what dogs hear, smell, and know. And she's a scientist, so she really explains the scientific background of how dogs evolved the way they did and what they're capable of. And one of the examples she gives is that a dog's sense of smell, I mean, you've heard this a million times before, you know, it's 10,000 times hours or a million right. times, but who who knows what that means? She gives an analogy that a dog can sniff out a teaspoon of sugar in the equivalent of an olympic size swimming pool. Wow. That's how sensitive their noses are.
2: That I better start doing my laundry. I got some dirty socks marinating. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, when you realize how sensitive their nose are, then you start looking at what am I putting on my floor? You know, what am I spraying around them? And what am I doing to clean their beds with? You know, you don't want to have them sniffing stuff that's not good for them because they're getting it in a much bigger sort of dose in a way than we are by virtue of how sensitive they are to it. So I just think it's really neat for people to appreciate how different their dogs are, and what their incredible capacities are. That's an example where we use scent games as part of the learning experience.
2: That sounds great. We're speaking with Annie Brody. She is the chief woof officer of Camp Unleashed. But it is not just one camp. It's three camps. And I want all of you to dash over after the show to campunleashed.com. Now listen, folks. Annie is going to take 25% off one of these camps this fall, if you are the lucky 15th person with the code words Camp Unleashed, email me, your wonderful host, Arden Moore, at Arden at Four Legged We're going to put a little shout out in the next e newsletter on Pet Life Radio and the Arden Moore Knows Pets e newsletter more about this. But you got a chance to get 25% off. And have a wonderful four-day retreat with your favorite four-legger. I have two dogs, Chipper and Cleo. They both surf, Annie. And they're both nine years old. And uh, I'm just thinking, oh, man, I wish we could go this September. And unfortunately, we have some travel. But... We want to get to one of your camps unleashed sometime because we think we'd have a blast.
0: You are invited anytime you want to come as my <laughs> guest. I was hoping that you could come in September, but we'll have well, to. Well, I got to kind of check out the, the my little
2: schedule. But, um, you know, there's a lot of things I think we share in common. We want to play it safe with our pets, and we also want to play with a purpose and you seem to be doing that quite well and, and what you're doing is unleashing a lot of great knowledge on how we can bring out the best in our dogs and ourselves and that's that's quite a gift Annie.
0: Thank you Arden it's a joy it's a real work of love from my heart for dogs.
2: Well it shows and I know you got a couple of cool ones Rocky and Mandy and a cool mm-hmm. cat named Wally and we want to give a little pause up shout out to them they've been quite nice and quiet while we've been on the air. Yes, they have. All right. No, yep. And see, they're listening and watching you in silence and getting you. They're knowing you.
0: I think they're picking up on that I'm engaged and enjoying the conversation. You know, <laughs> the, the thing about their noses is that they smell the hormone changes. They smell the brain chemistry changes, and that's how they're so in tune with us. Well,
2: I think you've nailed it. I am so delighted we've had Annie Brody on our show. She is the creator, founder of a awesome camp it's a four-day retreat it's in three places in this country go to campunleashed.com you will just be delighted and get ready to sign up and you're the 15th one to email me arden at fourleggedlife.com and you're going to get 25 percent off of at the next camp this fall just got to do it before august 1st ladies and gentlemen so until next time I wanna take this opportunity to once again thank you, Annie, for being on the show and I hope you share this broadcast with all your pet pals. We will, thank you. And I wanna thank my awesome, possum radio producer, Mark Winter. He quietly he's a genius. He's a genius. He puts together this show and the all the shows on Pet Life Radio together each and every week. Big pause up to him.